What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Knicks talk just in the Nick of Time. The Knicks lose to the Celtics, second game in a row, 133 2 123. And once again, back to back games, the Knicks give up over 70 points at halftime. Do not like this trend. Uh, last game, we gave up 75. This time, we gave up 74 at halftime. And Everybody was killing us. We could not guard the three. Uh, Porzingis killed us. Whose man's is this in the start, even though we do know him, but for, for the sake of argument, is the, whose man's is this? Derek White killed us. When, whenever your, your, your fifth, sixth option gives you 30 points, Bruh. it's a whose man's is this to me. And the Knicks lose. And there's other storylines to talk about. We had Quentin Grimes, who went to the bench. And and because of the big ragu, big ragu starts in place of Quentin Grimes, and actually worked out for Quentin Grimes. Um, but we're gonna talk about it all the good, the good. <laughs> this is this is a slither of good, slither, but mostly bad, and the very concerning and ugly. Let's get to it all. Um, well, I'm gonna introduce you to uh, the Latin assassin, ESPN contributor, my man Elias Cabido. Uh, my man, uh, the guy that stats and facts, Ryan G in the building, and also my RD1 college hooper over here, Ebony. Shout out to, to you guys. Let, let's get to it, man. I really want to talk about the Quentin Grimes versus Dante DiVincenzo. Even though they're on the same team, I feel like the fans make it feel like it's a versus. You know, but I, I'm a, I'm a just, I'm a just, I'm a just head it hard at all. I'm, I'm, I feel like the, the spirit is telling me for Lee to talk right now. Let's go. The spirit is telling me. Feel with the spirit, baby. Yeah, the spirit. Lee was like, he came in. He was like, guys, you're going to have a really good conversation. You're going to have a really good I, I conversation. So I feel like First, he has a lot on his mind. So, I do. I've been having some very intense discussions over the last couple of days on Nick's Twitter with various high-profile micro-celebrities uh, having discussions about Tibbs, about the roster, about Leon Rose, what? about R.J. Barrett, about Julius Randle, who we should get, who we shouldn't get. And I have walked away from an even greater respect and appreciation for this team to be able to be a part of this team and to really be uh, on, a, on a panel of very rational, clear thinkers. I'm probably the one that's the most extreme in, in my views. And don't worry, there's no fire Tibbs sign coming out tonight. <laughs> Although I would say... This was the first time since I put the sign down, actually I tore it up, that the thought flashed in my head for a split second, like, maybe we should have a different guy on the <laughs> sideline. Listen, but, listen. But I am not saying fire tips yet. The playoffs are only going to matter to me. Not a regular season game in early December. It, is, it, it sucks, but to me at this point, it's all about the playoffs and how he coaches there. To, uh, Lee, to your point, to, to your credit, Today wasn't the best Tibbs day. <laughs> this L is 100% on Tibbs, in my opinion. Today was not the, yeah, today was not the best Tibbs day. Uh, so I can see why people will be upset with the way Tibbs uh, finagled this game today. But continue. <laughs> yeah, I, in my opinion, everything he did tonight was awful. The rotations were awful. 
The fourth quarter decision making was awful. Yeah. The this this was my least. Uh, it's hard to say the worst loss of a season. This is my least favorite loss of a season. It's the one that has me the most tight, and the one that had me the most zeroed in on Tibbs' decision making this game. Listen, man, I'm no Hubie Brown. I, I've never played any level of competitive basketball in my life. Like I, I'm not here to say I know more than Tibbs, but I do have a two pair of eyes that work pretty well. And I, I think I can say whether or not I feel like the coach had good decision-making in this game. And I would say absolutely not from start to finish. The Brunson injury, prayers up for my main man, my favorite player. Yeah. I hope he's all right. It was absolute idiocy that he was in there, that any of his stars were in there in, in the last minute when we were down by double digits. And the momentum was nowhere in our favor. Uh, so they should be on the bench. The, I did a few, few more things out. This L is lost 100% on Tibbs. But I'm not overreacting. No fire Tibbs, no trade Randall, no trade RJ, no trade for a superstar. Don't fire Leon Rose. There's a lot of criticism to go around about how small this team is, yeah. how unable we are to guard big giant wings that can store. And I have a, I have a, a great set, uh, conversation topic talked about later on about who I was watching the game with tonight and what his thoughts were on this. Um, but we we do need to make an upgrade at the deadline to bring someone who can guard a player over six five who's able to shoot threes. Because right now we can't. It's, it's a six three six four defender, and when things switch, no matter where they're on the perimeter, it's just we don't get jade up. Um, so that is a, that that's an easy fix we can do right now, and for not a lot of our assets. But let's pause on firing. But it's time to start thinking about the future and think about timelines. What timeline are we on, and who is along for the ride on that timeline? A lot of good points. A lot of good points. Today was the shortest I felt in a while. Um, when you when you had a Porzingis posting up RJ. Um, Listen, I always I've said from the beginning I was never worried about rebounding because we're missing Obi Top. What I was worried about was when we play teams and we and they're big and they just end up just shooting right over the top over us because we don't have a real pack of power for it. So like dice like this are like what I'm really worried about from us not having pack of power for us, not necessarily rebounding because look at I mean we're still a top rebounding team in the league. You know what I'm saying? So People will be thinking about rebounding, but it's like, it's really about me. It's about the defense with the height, not necessarily rebounding. Cause I feel like we, we, we have guards that can rebound. So it's a little bit different for me. Agree. Yeah. It's a little bit. Ryan G man. What did you think about this game? What's your, what are your thoughts? Um, well, clearly it wasn't a good game tonight. Um, I didn't like the way the Knicks, guarded the pick and roll with Porzingis. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the reasoning behind, like, for example, when when they ran pick and roll with Tatum and Porzingis, like, I understand they're both a threat, but you're going to double Tatum off the pick and roll and leave Porzingis wide open for three, and Porzingis is there shooting nearly perfect from the field, and he's draining threes. Like, I didn't understand the reasoning behind that. And why they got to pick and roll that way. Can I pause and there? Let... Can I pause there? Only because I heard Tom Thibodeau say part of the reason why he didn't let Mitch back in the game was because he wasn't he wasn't getting up on the threes. So cause I know because that that question of is this scheme or is this the way it's supposed to be played comes into mind. I think Mitch has been dropping off way too low. And I don't think agreed. He I don't think it was schemed to drop off way too low because Hartenstein wasn't in the paint like Mitch was, but continue. 
Yeah, um, I just didn't understand that. Um, the Celtics just are a better team, you know, and I know, and I know, like I've said this, you know, from the previous games, like the Knicks are just the with the way the roster is at the moment, the Knicks are not ready to really make that run to like a conference finals or whatever the case may be, because this team has a lot of flaws, especially with size. And when they face teams like the Celtics that are big and can shoot the three, the Knicks are in trouble because the Knicks already don't guard the three well as it is. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, they have a bunch of six, four, six, five guys running out to these guys who are like six, seven, six, eight and up on the three point line. There's only so much they can do to challenge the three to begin with. And you see that, you know, the team has flaws. And I think it's an issue also when you see the team is pretty much perfect against teams under 500, but teams over 500 are only two and nine. And that's an issue. And I'm not, I'm not quick to say fire Thibs or there has to be some drastic change or whatever the case may be. Because if you check the history that the Knicks have, been since Thibs been here, the Knicks usually turn it up towards the latter part of the season. So I'm reserving judgment on major changes until it gets deeper into the season. But at the moment, it's not looking good, especially against teams that are better than, uh, uh, well, especially against teams that are over 500, like the actual good teams of the NBA that Knicks need to actually challenge against if they want to, you know, take that next step up in development and getting further in the playoffs and things of that nature. Yeah, I agree. Three-point defense has been really bad. Quietly, has been a problem even though we've been winning. Um, Fred Cass kind of wrote about it. We we like the fifth worst team in allowing corner threes in the NBA before during that Bucks game. Teams are shooting like 41% against us in that corner three. And we, like, quiet as kept, we was getting killed by KP, but Corner three has also been a, a thorn in our side this game as well, probably as much as KP was, maybe even more. So that has to be shored up. Ebony, I, I know you. I know you about to say something about Mitch because I, I I criticized him. I knew, I saw you squirming. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, earlier, yeah, in the beginning, I missed the the eight points KP got, but I'm assuming that that was on a. On Mitch, because I was I was chastising my 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 kid. Oh. <laughs> but, but other than that, um, I what I did see with him playing defense is he did pick up the the pressure on a three point defense. It was actually Boston started running picks for KP. They mm -hmm. actually was running KP off the of screens. Uh, so to see and then and then the way they did it was they used KP as a screener while they running him off screens. So it, now you 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 worrying about KP and I think it was Jalen Brunson who I mean Jalen Brunson Jalen Brown who came across for the three. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, with me, Mitchell wasn't even a three point um defense with him lately. He's been missing a little bit of watching like the watching his man in the ball and he's been a little late on sometimes being able to help on the on the rim protection. Mm -hmm. Um, so we and we don't we don't need that, especially with our perimeter defense right now. It's traffic coney. Um, <laughs> I seen it. I seen it from Milwaukee's game. It was like I clipped a couple. I didn't put it out, but I I might have to. It was a couple, not not even any one or no no crossover, just straight first step blow by, 
uh, defense. There was a lot of those. <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so that 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 started in Milwaukee's game. Also, you know, you've seen it, and I'm I'm not understanding. Uh, we have to rethink our strategy when it comes to three pointers. Um, this is a shooter's league. You can't afford to just let people shoot, uh, especially when you're not shooting well and, and it's tra trading twos for threes. That's going to be a, a loss. You're yeah. going to lose and you cut. You can't guard the three. And now we can't seem to guard the paint. Um, yeah, this this is this. We're going to if teams are good teams are going to continue to, to do this. Um, I, I'm not going to scream it, but I'm going to start whispering. That that fire tips thing, Whoa. it's gonna, it's gonna Whoa. be a whisper. Whoa! It's gonna be Whoa! Yes, Listen. I'm not screaming it yet. I'm not screaming it yet. But uh, if this if this continues, you have to because um, when does it become the conversation of is it the system or the players? Well, is it the system or the players? Because we see Grimes in the same position that Dante was kind of doing his thing in, and now we see Dante not getting the touches. So yeah, again, well, you know that conversation system, is about to come. I'm trying to. Yeah. Oh, is the is it the players? Yeah. That's what that's the conversation I've been trying to have for a long time, and people have been throwing a lot of excuses my way. You saw the tweets I had, but I'm gonna get to it. <laughs> I'm gonna get people, to it. But people throw people throw a lot of excuses in my way, and um, again, you have to ask the question: uh, Is it the system or the players? If we have a dis different system, how does this team look? Well, well defensively. Both offensively well, and defensively. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm oh. responding to something because you have to realize the teams that have been smacking us lately what they have in common, right? They can shoot. One, one, they have one. They can shoot, but two, they all have stretch. They should have stretch fives. Mm -hmm. So when you have stretch fives, you're taking away our greatest strength mm -hmm. on defense, which is taking Mitch out of the paint, which opens up passing lanes, which puts even more pressure on defenses um on perimeter defenses so now we have <laughs> Jalen Brunson and Dante DiVincenzo and the perimeters Mitch pulled out and now you're saying stop them one-on-one -on -one. damn near and now it's a recipe for disaster which is kind of what I'm a little afraid of with the Grimes, Dante, Divi. then you have Derek White, who's averaging 15 points, giving you 30 points. Which is kind of what my fear was. Now, this is a small sample size. There's only one game. But the, Don the Grimes, Dante thing, like Dante was able to get off against the bottom feeder teams in the Hornets. And the the Wizards, Wizards. where yep. those teams aren't going, those teams aren't at death of guarding that corner three like these other good teams are. So those passing lanes aren't there. It, they promote more ISO ball. They had Drew Holiday guarding Julius Randle by half. And, and Julius them into had seven six, turns, turn six turnovers. Yes. And he had that in the third quarter. In the third, he had six turnovers. Six turnovers. So... Um, listen, at the end of the day, Dante had what, six points? He had six shots and six points today. I don't know, man. He should be more aggressive. I don't know. He should be more aggressive. Grimes had 13 points. He had 10 shots in less minutes. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like Dante is just not being aggressive enough. 
He should he should have relocated. Yeah, 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 he should relocated. Cut. I think he should have tried harder there. I don't know. That's sarcasm if you didn't realize. It's it's like yes. <laughs> like of yes, course he took less shots. Now I'm I'm going to be tracking this. I'm going to be tracking this to see how this plays out for the rest of the season. If because it's it's funny how Grimes is more and more of a a flow all of a sudden to the point where my man is, is did you see Grimes had a pick and roll pass to Mitch Rob on the side. He he got IQ an easy bucket too. He created an easy bucket for IQ for the three. Yeah. Um. And and you wouldn't see that in in the starting lineup. And again, it, you you were talking about you know to how the, the the stretch take us takes the our strength out of on defense on offense. What t- takes us out of it is the ISO and also a lot of times Brunson and Randall with without it being anybody underneath the rim. What are we good at offensive rebounding? Without it being anybody underneath there, they'll take shots. It's way too many possessions yeah. where they do that and where no, nobody else touches the ball at all. Yeah, we need to find that, a that way. That has to stop. <laughs> When Randall gets the ISO, because it becomes a problem when Randall plays anybody one on one. The ISO bowl is promoted. The the flow stops. And, and listen, we still still scored one hundred twenty something points. <laughs> the bigger the bigger issue is still the defense. It really is. But you know, we we still pointing it out just because it was crazy. But. I don't know. It, it, it was just interesting. It was just interesting to see the flow chart and the, the shot charts that's been happening today. I don't know if Ryan or Lee wants to, to chime in on this conversation. That's that's shooting guard position. It's not Grimes. It's not DiVincenzo. That's just the role. When I mean, you have I, this game, there's so little off ball movement, so little off ball action. There's no detoy. No one is ever playing decoy. It's when you can just you know where the ball, whoever's moving off ball, that person's getting the ball. But it's it's real very easy to adjust and defend us on offense. Uh, both the offense and defense worry me. I would say equally. I'm I'm not less worried about either. I think the defense has more room to improve. I don't think the offense has any room to improve unless you just pass the ball more. But the, this read and react scheme that Tibbs runs so much, it doesn't leave much room for creativity because you're putting the 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 responsibility on the player's hands and not every player has the same level of IQ and not, and also not every player is going to make the right decisions as well offensively. And it plays to Randall and Brunson's weaknesses, which is to be on ball. Brunson's has the highest on ball rate, 16 seconds per possession for the entire team. And just dribble the air out of it and then take a very difficult, but for those two guys, makeable shot, but that's not the case for everybody else. Grimes is just, that's the role of that two guard is to be the last option. In my opinion, even below a lob to Mitch, that shooting guard is going to be the last one looked at to be able to have a one-on-one opportunity. And it don't matter who you put there. You can upgrade that position to someone even better, a Dorian Finney-Smith. It's still going to be a guy who's going to average four or five points a game and maybe only three, four touches. That's just that's the nature of that starting two guard. When the bench comes in, the ball moves more. Hartenstein's more of a playmaker. He's been able to operate in this, in this season even higher. So you have more outlet passes. You have more transition opportunities. Now the DiVincenzo's of a Grimes as a backup have more opportunities to score. But that starting two guard spot, I don't care who you put there. It's going to be a failure no matter who's there. Yeah, and, and it's funny. It's like, and again, I want to stress this. Offense, yeah, all this is true. But at the end of the day, we still scored 120 points. <laughs> 
Defense is still the bigger problem to me, right? And even with the Bucks, it was horrible. But we still we still scored a lot. Defense is the, the biggest problem. To me, that corner three defense, it's the effort, it's the scheme. I don't even know if it's the effort. I feel, I, I, I feel like it's the effort. Because when I look at the second unit and how they played in the third into the fourth quarter leading, how many open threes did you see in that fourth quarter when the second unit played? It's uh, it's also scheming. Um, I'm coming to realize the teams are hunting Julius Randle in that pick and roll system. Um, I, oh yeah, I said that. I said the game before so, they hunt. They hunt. They hunt yeah, because he's definitely. Lazy. So so when you have him not in the game, they can't hunt him. You understand? But but, but this is that, what I'm saying. That that lineup that came in, he wasn't in that lineup. But this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. That's not. That's not scheme. They're hunting him. Why? Why are they hunting him? Because. Because he's dropping in the, the three-point. He's giving them good looks at three-point. Him, him and Brunson keep go, uh, playing under screens. They're not supposed Brunson. to. That's what I'm saying. No, if, I'm if, saying if, if, yeah, if, you asked that what happened. That's what they're doing. That's exactly what they – that has to change. If, that has if, to change. We have to hedge better. They have to show. Yes, right. They have to show yes. on those three-pointers. You don't let Damian Lillard or Booker, which I was trying to win that last second shot, which I was trying to explain to you, you can't give them that look. That's a good look for them. I agree. You so you have to hedge. You have, you have to hedge. You cannot I, – I had a whole thread on X. If y'all get a chance, check it out. Because you, you cannot guard the pick and roll the way he's guarding it. No. It, it's, it's, it's not – it's not going to ever work. And when he comes up, good things happen every time. So I understand why he doesn't do it more often. Because he's being, he's conserving energy and being lazy. And that's why I say it's not scheme. Because when the second unit comes in, they're not dropping off. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're, they are hedging. I feel like the second team is executing the plan the way it's supposed to. And then the first unit, or more, more likely Julius Randle, Mm-hmm. He's conserving energy. He's I don't have to do it this time. He he he's that's what he's on. Yeah. When I mean scheme, I'm not talking about us as a scheme. I mean the the opposing team scheme is the time. Right, right, right. Julius okay. Yeah. Randall in the in the pick and roll situation. Um and that's on he coach. drops. That's on yeah. Coach. He he drops. Um again, I'm, I'm the last two games has been really, really, you can really see it. He basically told campaign to 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 take a wide wide open layup because he dropped back so much. He gave him a floater. To, today he, he just you can't do that. You have to surprise them, give them some resistance, make them feel you. Um, the just let, uh, uh, All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just allowing them to, to square up. The, that's that's easy peasy for shooters. This is a shooter lead. That's a fucking. I didn't even want the I didn't even want the first unit back in the game. I didn't want him back. When 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 we when we was cutting down into lead and he, and they had Brunson and, and ran with the score tape, I was like, sit down. Yes. <laughs> sit down. Let them finish the game. Because this is the this intensity is the most intense it's been all night. And then in the last two minutes of the game, I saw Randall actually get off his butt and actually defend in the last two minutes of the game. But we need more than two minutes of two minutes of defense. Um, Ryan, do you, do you have anything to say? I feel like you, you're looking mad intense, right? <laughs> you just listen. Not, not really. I mean, y'all said everything. Like, I really don't have nothing else to add. Um, yeah, pretty much. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. But I don't know, I man. Like this, the de- we have to go back to the drawing board on the defense, and I. This is. Tibbs has been happy and smiling lately. This is this is when you need old school curse you out, Tibbs. That you know pissed off everybody and the Wolves, including Carney. I I need that Tibbs back for this team right now because they're mailing it in defensively on back to back, back to back games, and we're gonna have a lot of tough teams coming up. We have Toronto coming up, which is like the bottom feeder teams. But I feel like we've been able to not go as hard on these bottom feeder teams. And because of that, we kind of like, you know, the habits haven't been sharpened. The habits haven't been sharpened because we've been beating up on these bottom feeder teams and we've been out talenting the bottom feeder teams on offense for a lot of nights. We'll take off a third quarter and then finish them off. Um, But for these better teams, we're going to have to buckle down, be more intent on how we play defense. And be more disciplined in our rotations. I'm seeing some people in the chat saying that Tibbs has lost the team, or maybe there's signs of that. I disagree with that. I do not think Tibbs has lost the team. I think there are certain players that are starting to get tired of the shit. And all it will take is an RJ or a Mitch, because I think Brunson and Randall, how can they not be happy? They're getting paid, they're getting stats, they're getting NBA recognition, they're getting awards. It's not going to be those two, it's going to be either RJ or Mitch. Because you've seen what happens with OB and Cam and Grimes. They're either regulated the bench or their minutes are struck or they're traded when they start speaking out. But if RJ or Mitch starts talking to the media or starts talking about about a lack of touches or archaic offense or they need some new ideas, that could make the entire ship change. That could force Leon Rose's hand or to start having a new discussion with people who have been anti-firing Tibbs or having a thought about it to start thinking about it. And it would, I think, change the scope of Tibbs' impression on this team if someone who's been in the lineup for 34 seasons has grown under him, got the bag under him, like RJ and Mitch, start speaking out. And I think that's very possible if things don't change. We were like two weeks away from deja vu of last year. It was like late December when that Mavs loss happened, and I got my ass kicked out of the stadium because I was trying to fight everybody. <laughs> this is the same month. This is, we're a year later, and we're in a, we're in a situation where something needs to change, or that win-loss as soon as they get closer to 500. And we're going to stop being able to beat anybody at one point because the voice was starting to drown out in the locker room of Tibbs. We are not there yet. I don't think we're close to being there uh, yet. But if RJ or Mitch start getting frustrated, we, we will be there immediately. And so I, I don't think the two-guard rotation needs, needs to change because it's the role. Someone in the chat pointed out, you're right, Bogans in Chicago, Kyle Korver, um, I, what was that other guy's name? Ronnie Brewer, those guys, they didn't score. They were the guard, the opposing team's best player, or shoot an open three when it was available. This role is never going to evolve with Tom Thibodeau as a head coach. That two-guard situation will be the exact same. I don't care who you put there. You even put Jimmy Butler or DeMar DeRozan, and those shot, the shot charts going down immediately just Fast. because of the nature of Tibbs' offense. Um, but that all that being said, do not interpret that as Tibbs is in the locker room. We're close to it. He is not. But we now Grimes is the next player we have seen get frustrated. If RJ or Mitch are next, then he has. I, I can I say something real quick too, Lee. Yeah. I think I think it might be it might be on the verge though. Um, that's why I always give credit to these the, these kids that I mean the, not kids the players we have on our team because 
they could go get disgruntled. There has been times where they had reason to actually be disgruntled. Agreed. You understand? But the, the fact that they just worked harder and, and got better at their craft, that's why I was like, be grateful of the people we have on this team. Because everybody cannot handle this or play on the tips, you know, um, to, to, to have a, a small window to, to, for less mistakes, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, it seems like he holds the role players at a higher standard than he does his stars. Um, That's true. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know, Randall didn't play a good game. And the t- one time where he was actually shooting well from three pointer, run him off some screens or something. Why you got him dribbling and him turning the ball every two seconds over? You get what I'm saying? Run him off ball. He's shooting. Let him get some shots, some easy shots. Let him let him see and shoot until the wheels fall off, like other teams do. We we just stop. People hot, and we don't know if they hot or just having a good shooting stretch, you know, because we stop going to them. We beat ourselves in so many ways. Um, again, we're gonna have to have that conversation real soon. If this continue, is it system oh, or is it players? I don't think <laughs> I I think you're gonna be holding your breath for a very long time. If you're waiting for I, RJ or Mitch to complain. Okay. Now, I don't think, I, I don't, don't, especially RJ. RJ, RJ, is, is, so. RJ is, is getting his touches. He, he's got his touches today. He's got his touches since he's been here. There's no reason for him to complain. Mitch, yeah. Mitch will complain on social media like he usually <laughs> does. They'll laugh it off. <laughs> Mitch. And then he'll play defense and do the same. Any, like... That two guard spot though, that's the only place you might get complaints is from whoever's playing that two guard spot. Like you guys said, other than that, you're gonna be waiting a very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's all that. That's all. That's all. That's it. Under any other franchise, the amount of time Tibbs has been here is long enough for him to be fired. Like, oh, this is the fourth season. That that's at the NBA lifespan. That's actually a little bit maybe a little bit longer for an NBA lifespan, but maybe right for him because of his tenure relationship with the front office, you know, the success he had with the Chicago Bulls, even the, the one year playoffs in Minnesota. So uh, but any other team, Chicago, Charlotte, uh, Toronto, four years is that that's a that's a decent time, even decent sample size to fire him and elevate Johnny Bryant. I am not I think we're past the Johnny Bryant point right right now. And I think he's just he is so connected to Tibbs. All he knows in the, for the last four or five years is being with Tibbs. And, and that I don't think he's the right person or voice. If he had those ideas, why the hell wouldn't you tell Tibbs to, to implement them? Like, I don't think there's any secret magic waiting behind for, for Diane Bryant to hop on the sideline and all of a sudden we're the Indiana Pacers. I don't think that's going to happen. If we're going to fire Tibbs, we better go out there and, and hire someone who's won a championship like Ty, Ty Lue. Someone who, not championship, but West Thomas Finals, East Thomas Finals, twice, maybe three times. Yeah. You can't fire Tibbs and hire someone with no playoff experience. Like I, I've heard some bozo theories about firing Tibbs. Bring back Mike Miller. Fire Tibbs. Bring back Jeff Van Gundy. Don't you realize that Tibbs learned everything he knows from Jeff Van Gundy? Or like, fire Tibbs. Bring in Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. Like, oh, bro. Like, Dude, it's, it's 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 a frustrating game. It's still way too early to be talking about. It's a two game winning, two game losing streak. I don't even think we had a three game losing streak all season yet. Um. But so, we're just commenting. There's just a large section tonight, JL, is on Twitter saying fire tips. But that, that's too large. That's going to happen when you to lose two, one or two in a row. I if agree. you lose three in a row, the, 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 place, the place burns down. Uh, I think, to be honest, I think people are saying fire tips because 
to me, to me, I'm not to talk my whisper. I know again, I I'm telling it's too early of a game to really be screaming that. You know, we don't know again if this is regression or if if it's just a slump of, of us, you know, lack of focus or whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> but it's just the way that we're losing. You understand? Yeah, it's we the, have a winning record. We have we still the, got we still have a winning record, guys. We still have a winning record. I get it. It's, we're still we a top have a eight team record. in the East. We have a winning record because we've been fortunate to play ten teams with losing uh Agreed. losing records right uh, now. You have you have to consider that. I agree. Yes, we have, <laughs> yes, we played ten teams with losing records, but we've also built our built ourselves up to be a, a team who's better than those teams because because of the talent and and the coaching. The the P- Listen, we we we've, we've had success year to year. If we had Fisdale, we wouldn't be losing big name right now. Right? We, mm-hmm. I don't want to go overboard and have like a whole you, you twenty minute good. fire. Fire tips conversation because we're on a two game losing streak in December. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, we we have the criticisms. Understand that, but I said if if it starts getting these long, if you start getting on long losing streaks, then we'll revisit this conversation. Like, it's too early for that. I don't think we're having a fire tips conversation. I'm just responding to the large group of people on Twitter who are having that conversation. And I think I can understand why they do. I disagree with it. I am not advocating for firing tips. Mm-hmm. I'm not on that bandwagon anymore. And to me, even if we had a, lo- a long losing stretch, I'm still not for it. To what? Moving Johnny Bryant, losing the first round. I'm saving my fire tips for the playoffs. Yeah. How we <laughs> the fire, playoffs the fire tips happens after wins with Twitter. So it's like. It's like it, it is what it is, but um don't extend tips though. No extension. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I I'm waiting to see like I said, like like everything else. I'm gonna wait for the season to play out. I'm waiting for the playoffs to play out and then make the decision. I'm not gonna make the decision on over extensions or any of that. 20 games in to the season. We still have 60 games left in a playoff. I got my eye on him. See though. everything together. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I got my I got my eye on Tibbs. He under watch. I seen some <laughs> things I don't like. And I don't think it had anything to do with, with the players really. You understand? Like, um, so yeah, I, I wanted to know, like everybody else, why RJ sat down so uh so long. Uh RJ looked like RJ today. He was playing at his own pace, hitting the three at a fairly good clip. I thought I thought he should have been in there. He should have been the first sub, not not a uh, Randall. That was that was a little weird. Ironically, this is actually this this is the conversation I actually wanted to get to. The fourth quarter. RJ and to me, RJ should have definitely been playing in the fourth quarter. And Grimes should have definitely been playing. Like, ironically, this was the game. I'm like, oh, Grimes has a rhythm. Y'all struggling defensively. He's our best point of attack defender, and he's hitting shots. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ Barrett had the floater game going today in that little area. He, he was hitting threes today, um, and he was a bulldog. He shot 56% from the, th- from the field, 40% from three. This was the this was the game I was waiting for RJ for a while. I don't I did not understand the decision to take RJ or Grimes out in the fourth quarter. I didn't understand it at all. This was the game to Tibbs, be both of those guys. 
yeah, Tibbs always th thinks that Randall and Brunson have to finish out the game. Um, I get it. I understand. But I am not a, a fan of that type of coaching. Um, it's, it's what you're doing during this game. How are you impacting this game right here? Not what you did last game or the game before. What are you doing in this game? And then I'll, I'll, my lineup should should uh, reflect that. That's that's just that's just me though. I'm not the coach. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't I didn't understand his uh his rotation. He got a lot of experiment today. Like I smell something very weird and it's concerning me. So I'll be right back. Okay. Like, it smells like a fire. So. I'm... Oh no! Yeah, go uh -oh. ahead. Go check that out. Wait, fire oh. chips? <laughs> You're so stupid. Um, I, yeah, I noticed that it was experimental, y'all. That there was some uh parts today. I don't know. He, I noticed the last game too. Instead of RJ, he's putting putting Randall in that uh for him to be the full power forward and the backup power forward. So he's like Randall. That's just it. You it. You the power forward for the game. Um, and when he does, when he wasn't in in the first half, he had Mitch run with the smaller lineup when there wasn't a legit power forward in there. So he it was a, it seemed like it was a lot of experiment to lineups um today. Like he's trying different things out. Who knows? It is important to understand every fan base. I don't think every fan base is as rabid as we as we are or gets into the minutiae like we do. But every fan base goes through ups and downs with their coach and has qualms with their coach. And, and once their coach fired, it doesn't, you know, Udoka's blown out Denver in Denver tonight. But, man, I, I think he's only won one or two games on the road this season. All, all the wins on Houston have been at home. But then he came in there and changed the culture. So there's good and bad to look at from every coach. Tibbs' flaws, though, they're so great and they're so consistent that I really think that he he is incapable of being a championship-level coach because every coach I've seen win a championship in my years watching ball has had the propensity to change and evolve, not just like series to series, but game to game. And I don't think Tibbs has that. I, I, and that really worries me when he goes up and his coach, who does, like a Mike Malone or a Ty Lue, uh, that is going to be real, or even a spo in these conference. It, it's very worrisome, and it's. I don't think we should fire him now, but at some point, I do believe we are going to have to upgrade. And what frustrates me so much is Twitter. There's no room for that type of nuance, an opinion mm -hmm. like that that gives him flowers in some regard, especially in terms of development. I'm a huge fan of him, and also criticizes him. I mean, those are pretty severe critiques. I'm saying we can't win a championship with Tibbs as coach. I'm saying that he has some of the biggest flaws in the NBA of all head coaches. He's also, in my opinion, probably first, second, second best coach in the East and a top seven coach overall. But he is the last line of those boomer and older coaches with him and Pop that I think eventually going to be phased out his mentality, his way of coaching, the lack of, of creativity. We're not going to see that for a very, very, very long time. So it's really, it's, it's, frustrating as hell because i don't know if you had a different coach if we're that much better maybe we could beat some good teams maybe we shoot more volume threes maybe we're more efficient less iso mm -hmm. but i don't think that the coaches out there are available the same way i feel about a star there's not one who's going to completely change the game if ty lu just fired quits la fire tibbs and penguin ass let's sit ty lu in the on the sidelines for sure but right now it's like it is a stand at gundy's and the David Fisdales that are out there to, to hire, or David Fisdale level coaches, that's with no experience or shouldn't he have an experience. I'm not ready to fire a coach to see what Johnny Bryan has. I'm just not, and I don't think Tibbs has done that bad of a job to fire him yet. Yeah, I, I have a question to the, to the panel. If if this continues against the, the – because the, I know, you know, I'm not surprised to 
that we lost to um I'm not surprised that we lost to 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 Milwaukee. Those are to supposedly better teams than us, right? Mm-hmm. Um so if if that's the case, it's just the, the way we lost, right? And how much they scored and how our defense seems to have regressed. If this continues, and this is what's supposed to be his specialty, you you understand? Do 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 we have to worry because this is what you're good at? Offense already is is kind of a little struggle creativity wise, and and this is supposed to be your wheelhouse. And right now we're not doing that well. If it continues, because again we're only on a two game when losing streak, but it's it's been pretty bad, you know, uh, defensively. What does continue mean for you? I mean, it's like like. You are your record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You are your record. So at this point, when you have these losses, I mean, but you still have enough wins where you're above a 500, you're uh, sixth in the East or whatever, like it's, a, it, it's, it's an annoying thing in the moment. But you, you kind of just have to look at the collective information to, and make your decision off, off of that. So it's like, um, all right, this is a problem, right? So now it's time to get in coach mode. Is what do you do to change it now that it's still a problem? You know what I'm saying? Um, are you coaching harder? Are you making substitutions early? Like something would have to change. But it's like if if we if we start to like slip under 500, two games, three games, four, and we get into these like losing streak type of situations, then you got to revisit it. But as of now, it's it's kind of too early for that. That's not. Yeah, um, if it continues, then yeah, you definitely got to look into replacing the coach because you can't have the team <clears throat> underperforming, especially on the defensive end with a defensive coach and think that you're going to keep this coach throughout the season and progress. And there, there comes a point in time, I think, where you have to look into pretty much every coach and see, okay, does it make sense to keep this coach and have him coach into the future or do you make that switch? But at the moment, it's not the time to do it because, yeah, the Knicks lost to the Bucks, they lost to the Celtics, which are two teams on paper that are better than the Knicks. So the fact that you lost those teams, it's not Hmm. that bad because those are two better teams. It would have been worse if if the Knicks were playing like this against Detroit right. or the Spurs or somebody like that, where it's like, damn, like, you know, you're giving up like 140 points to a bad team and you're you're losing terribly to those teams. But at the point at the, at the point we're at now, to me, Thibs, to me, Thibs hasn't done anything egregious for me to be like, you know what? Yeah, we need to look into Thibs and we have to critique him, you know heavily to the point where it's like now we have to look for a replacement i agree with lee as well i don't think there's a coach out there at the moment where it's like you know what he's available you know let's fire thibs and go after this coach like i don't think there's any coach out there that's available at the moment that's going to do that's going to do that much of a better job than thibs and thibs is one of the better coaches in the league does he do things that we don't agree with of course he has a whole lot of flaws that you know when we watch the games we don't like, you know, the the heavy isolation ball um, and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, he's one of the better coaches in the league. And we still have to, you know, we st- we can't look at small sample sizes and make decisions off of that. We have to look at, you know, bigger sample sizes. And at the end of the day, the bigger sample size still says that Thibs does deserve to keep his job 
at the moment. But yeah, if it continues this way and the Knicks start dropping a lot of games and they start having a 500 record and under 500 record, then that's when you have to really look into it and be like, you know what? Is he the right man for the job or not? And you, then you make that change. But as of right now, I'm not I'm not pressing the panic button. Not now. Well said. Definitely. I agree. No panic button. But I tell you, soon, if, if I see, see it continue, I'm going to start whispering, y'all. I'm going to whispering. It's going to be, we're just at five tapes. <laughs> too funny. Too not funny. now, though. Not now. Not now. I really hope that we can get it together. Uh, I sincerely think we make a lot of things more hard than we have to. Um, uh, one thing that I've noticed on defense that we're doing, everybody on defense, we're taking terrible angles on our closeout. And uh, damn, they're just giving them the lane if almost. You know, you're supposed to push them to help but not give them the lane, you know. And, and they, they are giving them. It's almost like a like the bull with the, the uh, you know, the matador. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're giving them literally the lane. Um, so it's weird. I, I, yeah, we we're not playing very smart basketball right now. You know, I, I always remember what Anthony Edwards say. I keep saying it because it stuck in my head. He always said New York, and I guess Minnesota heard what he said because they went and got him a bunch of defenders around him. He said they he said um when we we beat him I, I believe he said New York. They don't have good individual defenders, but they play great team defense. They haven't in the last few games, though. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. As much as we've been crying about the offense, yes, we still like we still ended up scoring half load of points. But but yeah, the way yeah. our defense is right now, we gotta have. I I don't even want to compare them, and I'm sorry I gotta do it, but they are the number one team in points. We gotta have a patience type of offense where they know they don't play defense. They're just gonna try to outscore everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do have a question for the panel because it just popped up to me right now because okay. I'm looking at the team like today, like we say, like we're here saying that the Knicks have a terrible offensive system, right? But yet today with the Knicks terrible offensive system, they shot 50% from the field. That's what I'm saying. 40, 40% from three with this terrible offense. But here's my question though. Okay, say for example, the Knicks fired Thibs, right? And they bring in a coach that has a different offensive philosophy that involves ball movement and off ball movement, making cuts to the basket and things of that nature, you know, has, you know, brings on a revolutionized offense. If you look at Jalen Brunson's game, Julius Randle's game, et cetera, these guys are ISO ball players. So if you bring in a coach that is going to, you know, revolutionize the offense, do you think Brunson, Randle, and those guys can adjust? To a to a style of offense where there's more ball movement and there's, and there's less isolation, or do you think it's a case where it's like you know what, the guys we have on this team are not really the type of players that are, that are going to move the ball on offense and things of that nature. So you might need to make changes to the roster and bring that coach players that actually fit into that system. So my question is, <clears throat> if the Knicks do make that move. For a guy that for a coach that revolutionized the offense, do you think Brunson, Randall, and those guys can adjust and play well in that type of offense, or do you think that we have to stick to a coach where it's like, you know what, they they they, they preach a more ball dominant offense where we see Julius Randall and Brunson and those guys operate more comfortably in? That's a great question. That's a really I that's a question that I like that question so much that none of us have ever thought about that. But that's a really great, unique point of view. I'm going to say no. 
I think Brunson and Randall are both heavy ISO players. I mean, the reason that Brunson is so successful in Dallas and in, in New York, those two teams under Jason Kidd and Tom Thibodeau, they were the top three in isolation plays, uh, percentages, and points per possessions for the last two years, uh, the last three years. So I don't think Randall, I, Randall actually might have more of a chance to thrive in a ball movement system than Brunson, but Brunson is who he is because he is on ball so often. You saw it in FIBA. There were times where he really struggled to be more of a facilitator and to be able to dictate pace. So they put in Tyrese Halliburton to start instead, and the, and the game completely changed with a lot of guys who need the ball, a lot of guys who are on ball. So I, I think that Brunson is perfect for the type of offense that Tibbs runs, and that's an issue in itself. I I think I thought that was a great question too, Ryan. Um, uh, I think – you know, you've seen Brunson shooting pretty well so far from three. But, get, again, it's early in the season, and we don't know if he's gotten better or it's just a hot start, you know. Um, so, but if he if he continues to shoot the way he is, why not? I think use the his presence as a, as an offense. You understand? When you have a shooter who can shoot the way Brunson has been this season, then you're going to command attention. And, like, today, if we had a coach – who ran often a uh, different type of more creativity in, in offense, then maybe he would have realized that uh, Julius Randle was, you know, shooting well from outside and, and instead of making him bully ball or try to get offense for himself, ran him off some screens and get got him some easy looks. And it doesn't always have to be just screens and things of that nature. We don't get backdoor cuts. Julius Randle doesn't move after he passes the ball at all. Like this is just, just little stuff like that can help you get easier shots. Shots. Um, we not we don't have to be the the Harlem Globetrotters, the Golden State Warrior type movement, but a little bit of progression, something to help get everybody to stay involved. Um, I know again, people, the big debate about what Pacers and rooting for the Pacers and things of that nature. One thing I do can say about the Pacers is that they do move the ball and Halliburton creates easier shots for everybody. That's yeah. why it seems like the, everybody on the Pacers stock is up right now, right? They're not going to have issues getting rid of any of those players that, if they get more help if they need to. Because he he looks, that's what we need. One of our stars have to be that way. They have to be selfless and able to, to get easier shots for their teammates. If not, everything is going to seem like a struggle and it's just going to seem like they're doing their job and everybody around them is not. Yeah. Um, I say, I say yes. Only because um, it's funny. Well, for, for me, when I look at Brunson, I've, I've seen instances where he'll go. I feel like Brunson goes off when he feels like he needs to go off. It's two things I realize. He goes off when he needs to go off. And then when he doesn't trust you, he does not pass you the ball. Those are the two things I realized. And I keep going back to that Heat series um, because that sticks out. That Josh, that one, that Josh Hart being wide open at the top of the key for, and Brunson looking him off and going to the hole sticks out to me again and again and again. He got the ball. He either bricked it or did nothing with it. And then he's like, you know what? I'm taking it myself. Um, so I, for, for me, I feel like Brunson can do it, but you better put some shooters around him. Cause if, if you don't put, if you don't put somebody who can make the shot around them, he's going to be like Kobe. He's like, he's, he's like, practice this shot. You, are you practicing your <laughs> shot? It's like, 
like I feel like that's that situation for him. So I, I feel like he can I feel like even Randall has that in him. What I'm more worried about Randall is like you said, Ebony, um moving without the ball. Because he conserves energy so much, and maybe that's because he's playing 30, 40 minutes a game or whatever. But him moving without the ball to me uh makes it feel like if he passes the ball, then he, he might not finish the system when he has to pass and move and pass and move. I don't know. But I, I think I think they could. I just think they need to be instructed to do it. I think uh, I'm gonna keep saying it because we don't look good on paper. We don't have the players to do that certain thing with. You know, we think we have. You know, we we think Brunson can be that. I'm not sure. Too confident on putting that the finishing role on on Randall because he he hasn't shown us much in that role. You know, the fourth quarter when you need a bucket, get a bucket. Um, but. <laughs> But I, I like uh, us as a, a a group. Like, if we can help, and it only help them, I don't understand why they don't do it more. If the first quarter, you know you're going to get your touches. You know you can get a basket whenever you want to. Why not get Dante and them a couple shots so that they can't cheat off for of you? Kind of what, what you see with with, with um yeah. with Boston. You know how you cheat a little bit. Derek White makes you pay. Al Horford makes you pay. You know, and then now you don't know who to guard. You you giving Derek White whole full layups because you don't know you don't want to leave Przingis, or you giving Przingis three pointers because you don't want to leave Tatum. That's what happens when you get everybody involved, right? And when you don't do that, you playing into the defense's hand. I'm quick to say, oh, let let. So if if I'm any other team playing us, I'm saying let Randall and Brunson be Randall and Brunson. They could have their 40 points, 30 points, but don't let nobody else get the points. You understand? Don't let nobody else join the party. And if they do that, they play right into the defensive hands. That's easy to guard. Hey, you know what? Jason Tatum, it's funny because you have your Halliburton's, right? Who's your Halliburton's and you have your, your LeBron's, you have your Steve Nash's, whose first instinct is to pass the ball, right? And then you have Jason Tatum, who's a natural scorer. This, the, that team, Jason and Jalen Brown, they fought for years over touches. Yeah. Years. <laughs> like, this year might be the first time where it seems like he's bringing it up. He's like, man, we need to move the ball more. <laughs> and like, and how long has he been the man then? You know what I mean? So it can happen, but sometimes it takes time. And sometimes the coaches has because I feel like that's I feel like that's when Udoka Ime was there and and those guys were kind of hammering it home. Like our guys need to be hammered that point home to the point where they don't even the coaches don't have to mention anymore. Just like everybody they repeat the things that coaches say about you know the defense and and all that stuff. Like they it, it sound like they're regurgitating all the tips, coach. They have to regurgitate that too. Move the ball. The ball will find energy and like the ball will come back. They they need to restart to regurgitate that stuff too as well. Yeah. Yeah, Tibbs always yeah. talk about rhythm, but he needs to get it into the stars, at least get two or three passes before y'all trying to pull up. That's a fact. Or if you're gonna pull up, at least let somebody be down there to be able to rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't have you shooting and our senses didn't cross half court yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and my opinion, I do think that Randall and Brunson can adjust if they do bring in a coach that revolutionizes the offense, but it's going to be growing pains. Like, if people think that another coach can come in with a different offense, I think these guys are just going to adjust their game. No, it's going to be growing pains. 
Nah, it's it's not. Like, there's going to be some major growing pains, but I think what you said, Jails, is true. Like, if, if the coach knocks it into the head over and over again and, and you know, and tells them, like, you cannot just run isolation all the time and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You have to pass the ball. You have to move the ball and this and that. I think those guys can adjust over, over a time period to play that style of ball. And honestly, ISO ball, I think, I think what people don't realize is that there's really not an issue with ISO ball, really. You know, like if you if you really look at these games, especially in late and fourth quarters, a lot of ISO ball is played. They put the ball and they put the ball in the hands of their best players, and then the best players make them, you know, make the movie. Either they create a shot for themselves or create a shot for others. What really matters with isolation ball is the player that has the ball in his hands, how good is his IQ? Yep. Like, does he make the right decisions when the ball is in his hands in clutch moments? And that's and that's really the issue. So if you have players that, you know, when they that are isolation players when and they, and they have the ball in their hands in clutch moments and they can't make the right decision, I don't care what kind of offense you run, your team is not going to be successful. But if you have a guy on your team that in isolation in isolation, you know, plays where he knows what to do with the ball, whether it's to create his own shot or create a shot for others, your team will be successful. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, ball movement and all that stuff is great. But if you really examine games and and especially late moments in games, isolation ball is heavy in those moments of the game. It definitely is. If you really examine these games. And I, I, I argue that and people call me crazy when I say that. But it's true. It's like when you even you look at the guy, the teams who who move the ball, end of the game, Seth has the ball. (laughs) But at least, at least throughout the game, everybody's getting a touch. You know, everybody's loose. Everybody's in rhythm. No one's you know, it's not Grimes taking three shots for the game. And now if you double or triple team Curry, you can kick it out. And now I'm loose enough to hit that corner three now that I've gotten into some type of rhythm. And that's really one of the next steps of their maturation process is, hey, if I can get mine whenever I want, get everybody else the ball. One of them has to make the others better. One of them. One of them has to to get every uh, everybody involved. Um, when you look at the winners, when you look at teams that have have won the championship the last couple of years, they've all had a star, or even gotten to the finals. They've all had a star that got others involved. That got you know their their bridge the people together they're willing to to give somebody else the last shot if they're open um they're not passing i I say it all the time julius randall never goes to drive with the intention to me to pass i think um boston i was watching a little bit of boston's um on boston announcers and they they mentioned it about julius julius is not looking to pass he's trying to shoot through double teams Mm -hmm. this this is what they were mentioning you know so it's not it's not a secret. People know that they're going to gun. They're going to take, he's going to get his shots. And it's um, funny because Brandon will go through these lapses where he's so unselfish and he's giving people pet talks and he's like, here, Mitch, uh, post up right now. You've been doing good. Like he'll go through these stretches where he looks like the ultimate team player. And you're like, wow. And then he'll just like not pass for a game. <laughs> It's like I, I feel like he has it. I feel it's 
don't know, man. It's an enigma. It's an enigma. I don't Somebody know. asked, why does Randu have to get all the assists? The person with the ball the most should get the assists. Yep. Um, and if you don't have the ball, you can't get assists. <laughs> um, yeah. That's just it. You, if you're going to have the ball majority of the time, you have to get, make others get easier shots. If not, keep the ball moving. Maybe you get an easy shot. But the whole trying to dribble through people today didn't work, and he didn't have a plan B. Um, he didn't really try to go. The plan B that he did go to, which was shoot, he did shoot well for one for a period of the time. He was three for three. Uh, from from downtown. Yeah. So, but he didn't. He didn't really. Then he took one more miss, and that was like it. He stopped taking them. Um. So I don't. I don't know. He he liked that. I, I would like to see what you say. Sorry. No, nah, he liked that Drew Holiday matchup. I can't believe we. I, I can't believe the game way we're playing Drew yeah. Holiday on Randall one one on one. And every time I say this, is the time Randall gonna go kill. And every time. It's not. Every time we're like, he going to kill this time. He going to kill this time. He playing bully ball. He going to go right through Drew. No way in the world Drew going to be able to. And then I, I look like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get the bus, bus these shots. Shout out to Nev the Disruptor who sends a $20 super chat. He says, the first thing you must determine is can ISO ball win you a title? And when was the last ISO team that won a title? The answer is no and has and it has been a while, then you have to change the coach and the offensive scheme. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Also, shouts out to No Hesitation Heart. I need him to take more No Hesitation shots today. He did hesitate one time and almost caused a turnover. Right. So don't do that no more, Josh. Just let it fly. Just let it fly. The, you know, the funny part is having – uh, pump fake and drive and kick heart next to Grimes is exactly what Grimes needed. <laughs> Facts. Because Grimes, because Hart don't want to shoot. Grimes wants to shoot more. It was like the perfect marriage. He's like, I'm gonna pump fake and give it to Grimes, and Grimes is gonna put it up. And Grimes was happy. He had ten shots. He had the most shots he's had. Maybe the second most shots he's had all season. He scored thirteen points. Look at that. Creating shots. <laughs> he looked. He looked real comfortable there. And. and I Folks that asked for some fight for Grimes, I think that was fight. Uh, he spoke out and, and and performed. You know, he 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 came through. So I I that, that shows a little fight right there to me. That's just me though. Um, yeah, it's funny. I I do <laughs> not like players talking to the media. I I rather have that in house personally. Mm -hmm. But every now and again, some mess gets things in the right direction. Sometimes, you know. Uh, it, it may be the benching, like I said before, I don't know if you saw the guy, the, you guys seen the video, but I pretty much was like, I am terrified of the starting five defense. And like I said before, Drew Holiday and Derek White, Derek White scores 15 points a game. He scored 30. I'm still terrified of that starting five defense because of that. But well, at least the short term, I already know that Grimes offensively is going to be better, but because he's going to be playing with that second unit. And offensively, DiVincenzo might be better because he he shot hunts a little more. But defensively, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I had to agree. I, I thought – um. That Dante would be okay in the in the start lineup. He's still not gonna get a lot of touches, but he relocates. So 
they be able to better than Grimes. Like his um lineup to yeah. show, that, hey, I'm open. It's better than Grimes. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought maybe he would be used better as an emergency exit because when Randall got to jump and need somebody to throw, he he's pretty a good target to you know come cut like Josh Hart does. Right. You know, they similar. Um, so that 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 was uh something I thought that he would do, and with Grimes, he'll just have the freedom. But what like you said, the defense, um. The difference between the defense to me is that Dante is more of a a, a off ball defender, more of a risk taker, play yeah. the lanes type of play, mm -hmm. and not so much a a defend. Not he's a good defender; he'll give you his all, but not as good a defender one on one position wise as Grimes is. If that makes sense, I totally agree. Yeah. Just, yeah. just the Derek White stat line. Yeah. So yeah, and, and um, Derek White went nutty. You would have thought. He had no fear. Derek, <laughs> he, had, Derek, he had no fear of us today. He, he barbecued chicken. Anybody was in front of him. Derek White has a superstar mentality and heart in a role player <laughs> body. He does. He does. Straight up. Yeah. He. I, I was. I was watching the game tonight with a very good friend of mine from Australia. He plays semi professional ball down there and, and coached down there as well. Comes from a long lineage of of ball players. Um, and I was at his house. He took a delicious Lebanese dinner. Had a great time. It's his first game watching the Knicks this season. He bought NBA Pass and just invited me over and we watched the Knicks together. And he knows play calling a lot better than I do. And he had three takeaways, very simple takeaways that I wanted to share on his first watch with the Knicks. Oh, cool. First, he said, us, and you guys don't agree with all of this. They're very simple. He was like, you guys are way too small on the perimeter. Obviously. Word. Yes. <laughs> any, team with, any team with a dude who can shoot over since five is going to get a shot off without very little um, defense in terms of hand to face or obstruction. Uh, he also said, you guys don't move off ball at all. Like when there's isolation, you, we might have guys. Also, yes. Who, <laughs> yes. We might have guys who can realign and, and, and get open better for that, that kick out pass with three seconds left on the clock. But there's no one's really setting screens for each other off ball. There's a little bit of that. I think I saw Mitch do a little bit of that today, but he was only in the game for the first half. So that didn't continue very much. And the third thing he said was, you guys are playing way too much drop coverage. And it was the first time I really thought about like drop coverage since the conversation where last year we had a whole argument over it. Remember, Lee? <laughs> we did. We did. I had thought about it this season because <laughs> we've actually been a lot better. <laughs> this game was some of the worst drop coverage. I, and it was across the board. It was everybody uh, from Brunson on down to Mitch. I mean, everyone was, was having difficulty, not just difficulty, but bad decision making on hedging on that drop coverage. And those are three things I think can be easily addressed by two, by the coaching staff in terms of off ball and drop and the size can be solved by Leon Rose before we, before the trade deadline, just making a simple two second rounders, one protected first round, the Dallas pick, the Detroit pick, the Milwaukee pick, and an assortment of players. Maybe it's Grimes, maybe it's someone else to package and bring in some hype. So I think all three things are, are very solvable. If we solved all three of those things, then I agree with Zach Lowe. Possibly all, everything falls in line, maybe at conference finals. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to remain optimistic. I feel you. I, I, don't I feel you. you. I, 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 I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, the house is not on fire. Don't fire nobody. But those are three easy things that the first time Nitz watcher this season saw, and I thought all three were very addressable. Yes. I think he was on point too. Um, the, you know, again, these are two teams that were better than us. Everybody said, you know, on paper, everywhere else. So, you know, um, it, it's not shocking again that we lost. 
It's just our defense is a little shocking. Um, our defense it's is the bad. second game in a row that we let six players score d- double figures. In the Milwaukee game, it was almost eight. They had two people at nine. So, yeah. so um, we got to tighten ship up, and we can't allow a shooter's league to just, t- you know, shoot at will. This yeah. is what people are practicing now. They're not practicing much else. Um, th- This is what, you know, they're going to get. They want to shoot from threes, and people are shooting from further distance now. And we're just giving teams <laughs> three pointers. Yeah. I was looking at Brunson in the paint one of his plays, and I'm just, I'm looking. I'm like, yo, how in the hell are you even supposed to recover to the corner from where you that are? Deep. Like, it doesn't yeah. even seem humanly possible. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> and he's been he's been getting caught like that a lot, and people are hitting that shot over him. And it's you know, usually he's Brunson. So big anyway. It's usually <laughs> it's usually Brunson. At least for the yeah. last two games, anyway, it's been Brunson. Malik. Malik Beasley uh, last game kind of punk. I'm not. I want to say punk, but he was really physical with him, and and, and um, mm-hmm. Brunson didn't really respond the way I thought he would have. Yeah, um, Brunson got abused today by Drew Holiday. And then yeah, and and it, and it was kind of the same, the same today exactly on both ends. He didn't have a great offensive game. Um, they yo, looked like they crazy. may have bothered bother him. What happened? Every time I look, I'm like, yo, Brunson's game offensively was not good, and I look up. He shot forty seven percent from the field. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, like, it was it was like, yo, how did he, he do that? Like today looked like horrible. And I look at his numbers and it's like oh, <laughs> but he shot over five from three. I think yes. You know what it is? He's I'm used to him hitting big momentum shots. And yeah. I'm used to him being very reliable in these big games versus the like the big teams. And this is like the first time in a back-to-back type of game situation where I felt like he wasn't the Titan that he was last season in these big important games. And and, I, and even though he wasn't horrible offensively, when I look when I take like a, a step back, like I'm just not used to I'm not used to this. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Super weird. Uh, I, I think we talked about this game of death. <laughs> I think we, we talked about this game of death. But I can tell, I, I can see like the ad, the, the, the conversation retention stuff on here. So it, it looks like everybody's into it and they enjoyed the conversation. I'll just say that um, based on the retention. But shout out to everybody in the chat. I knew we don't have a good chat. Yeah, definitely had a good chat today. Shout out to that. Shout out to Nick Yak says two for five threes for Brunson's game would be called great. Yeah. Yeah. If he hit the, if he hit his threes, if he hit his threes, it would be a great game. But he hit he hit a lot of he missed a lot of open threes. Um and I need him to not go under screens when you know that somebody's is shooting. Yeah. Uh yeah. if Derek White is, is 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 not missing, you do not go under the screen. Do please. not. Dude, that's that's not that's not it. Do not. Do we not. just got to play smarter. I IQ. I don't know. They got to stay in the film room at all of them. Just watch a bunch of film all the time, because we don't make the 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 easier decisions. We we make it really hard for ourselves, harder than it has to. We'll miss the easy pass and try some new fancy one and almost get a turnover. Right. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I, says, I, I then still, you see quickly get burnt also. 
Um, yeah. I, I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned earlier a little bit about quickly uh, last couple of games. His def the angles he's taking, I want to say, mm. are not being the best. Um, he was one of the part of the, one of the trio, I want to call the people that was getting blown, <laughs> blown by pause. Uh, traffic cone, you know. Um, <laughs> He, he he was one he was one of them yeah no not even a, a little hezzy nothing it was just straight first step see ya quickly see i'm out of here yeah. so i don't know what's going on with, with our defense but yeah i think i um you know two good teams this is what the good teams will do they make you question yourself yeah make so, you question um, your whole existence <laughs> nah, for real. so uh i'm not going to overreact too much but because again it's only the this is the twenty one game, but how long can we keep saying that as an excuse is getting the deadline coming up soon? I guess <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out a way to play these guys. Stretch fives, like I said before, stretch fives, Mitch out the paint. So it's like them, like Bucks, stretch five, um, Celtics two stretch fives, which means I'm looking at the paces. I'm worried about them for sure. I ain't worried about the paces. You know, Mitch does about... pretty well against Miles Turner most of the time. I hear you. I'm just looking at the trend that's happening. They just beat the South. They just I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it 100. You know, I'm not Valadine signing to Twitter the day too. the Knicks play the Pacers because it's going to be a bloodbath. If Tyrese Halliburton and Obi have a good game that day, it's going to be a bloodbath. I'm telling you right now. Uh, the key to beating the Pacers is make Halliburton be a, a scorer. But that's the thing. Halliburton's been scoring more. That's the thing. He's scoring, also getting his people involved. Mm -hmm. the, the key is just to let him be the scorer, kind of like the way you, we play LaMelo. You have to play Halliburton like that. Gosh. Their strength is getting everybody else involved, so so you can't guard them one-on-one. -on -one. Then they can get into their bags, nah. you know? Halliburton got bedroomed. Yes, got, but if, like, you, if he's you, hitting one those person, what I'm saying, now, is one person can't beat, can't beat 15. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. One person can't get beat 15. Now, if you let that one person get the whole team involved, then that's a different story. And top of him busting you behind. You know how that goes. So, yeah. Um, yeah you got to stop either or. You got to stop. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, brace yourself for the bloodbath. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to mention one thing, though. And just because you brought it up, you see, this is what I don't like about some of the people in the Knicks fan base because they always like to look at players who the Knicks traded away, see how they're doing on different teams. And then when they see them doing good on different teams, you know, they all they all of a sudden want to get mad. Like, why do we trade this player? Why do we trade that player? And this and that, the front office don't know what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sometimes I don't understand why Knicks players can't just be happy for that player in a different situation or thriving in a different situation. Because it's like, Obi Toppin here in New York, it wasn't going to work. It, it was just unfortunate for him that Julius Randle ended up being All-NBA and an All-Star player, and he barely got any minutes on top of that. And then on top of that, if you look at the style of ball the Knicks play, the Knicks play slow it down, half-court, defensive style of ball. Obi doesn't match Obi Obi Obi's skill set does not match that style of basketball. But in Indiana, they play. But in in Indiana, they play up tempo, fast basketball where Obi's able to run up and down the court and and get easy shots and things of that nature. He fits better in Indiana style of offense than he did in New York. So it's like, why can't you just be happy that the dude is thriving in a different system and 
just accept the fact that the way things were set up in New York, you just wasn't going to thrive here. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Sorry. It just is what it is, man. That's how they are. I've, <laughs> I've accepted it. I'm loving them for the distance, but I, I, two things could be true. I'm going to love them for the distance and still be upset or angry that they're not here because exactly what they're, pro again, and providing for their new team, we can definitely use. Um, The second unit, the second unit, we tried to make, again, the, this is what the, my gripe against Tibbs. Instead of using your player strength and incorporating in your system where you have a bully ball player like Brandu, now you have the faster faster outlet kind of power forwards, two different looks instead of embracing that and maybe using that. Uh, he just coaches everybody the same and, and, and put Obi in, in the corner. So I don't know what Obi pick and rolls look like because yeah. we never did those. And that probably would have helped Obi uh, and us. And the second unit kind of, you know, moves. They look to push and transition. We could have used OB in there, too, in that backup power forward position. So when that that's the only issues I have with the whole thing. Other than that, I, I'm wishing well on his journey. I will never root for his team, but I want him to do well. That's a fact. Um, I want to destroy him. Yeah, yeah, and the same thing Same thing goes for Cam. He, he, he's 6'8", right? Cam 6'8"? Yeah. Uh, Playing about defense, about roughly six, and, seven, six, eight, roughly. and it's not a surprise because Thibodeau, out his own mouth, said how great of a defender he was. So you know, um, that's the frustrating, the trolling part. He did, Ryan. You don't remember that after Golden State Warriors, out of Tibbs' mouth, he told us the, how good of a defender Cam was. So yeah, for him yeah, to, yeah. When he when he tries, but he didn't play consistent defense in New York. He definitely did not. No. When he did, no, 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 I can't. When he did play, he was defending. He was defending. They were using him as a defender. When when that, when who else that that got injured? Grimes or whoever got injured mm -hmm. during that stretch, he was defending. I, I explained. Consistent though. Here, 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 this is. I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into this conversation about Obi and Kane. <laughs> I'm just upset that we didn't get more and that that what we're what they're looking for you know what we're trying to replace we kind of got rid of it's, it's weird cam was raw cam gave you effort mm -hmm. at the beginning at least but he did not know where to be he wasn't in the right spot mm -mm. he wasn't in the right spots that's what that's really really was so he got a lot of steals gambling and effort, he would make mistakes, but he would hustle back. But he wasn't always in the right position. So that's that's the thing that we got with Cam. Like he actually played, I thought like he played Tatum the best when he was here. One-on-one. Um, -on -one. But then I, I think, like I said, I think we set him up. Yeah, but then Gr Grimes wouldn't have the, the physical kiss that that Cam had, but Grimes was in the right spot uh nine times out of ten. And that's why defensively we were a little more sour with Grimes over Cam, even though Cam had the physical mm -hmm. gifts. And, but I didn't want to get into what outcomes. I don't like how <laughs> I don't like how Cam and Obi are packaged together. As like, oh, I miss these guys. I miss Obi. I don't miss Cam Reddish at all. <laughs> like that, I, Cam Reddish is not playing that great in LA. He'll have like one game, and everyone forgets about the five terrible games that he had prior. Like Cam had nine points. Shot fifty percent from the field at uh, last game for the Lakers. Solid game before that, zero for four. Like, let's not act like Cam Reddish was the missing piece that we need. We need a better player than Cam Reddish as our big six eight player. Now, Obi Toppin for two second round picks. 
I, I Bruh. hate that trade. I hate that waste of talent. I hate everything about from the moment he was drafted to how he was traded, how he was handled the whole time he was here, stuck in the corner shooting threes. Right? It disgrace. But Cam Reddish, nah, he didn't go. I, 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 I wish him well. I mean, I, I wish Alfred Payton well, even though he's not well. I wish him well. But yeah, you know. but see, what I'm saying is, for a cheap plug, he would have did well. But he's getting paid. Um, we don't need him to be Michael Jordan. We just need him to, to guard Tatum and the K- KDs. Can you do that for us, Cam? You understand? Like we, uh, we but we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even, even uh, give him a chance. That's what I'm saying. We didn't put him in the, in the right position. It's okay. Two yeah. games can be true. He was, he didn't do much here. But I could, I could honestly say that we didn't help him try to do anything either. You back in 2022. Yeah, that's the ghost. That's the ghost, but yeah, um, that that was that was a big a big debate on social media, the I OBs and the the, yeah. the Brunson Halley uh, conversation. Over 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 yeah, oh, we got somebody in the chat too. At, at the end of the day, for me, it's like neither player would have been a transcendent player for the Knicks. So it's like for me, it's like if even if the Knicks retained them, it's not like the Knicks would have been a championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I don't understand why people are just so crazy over them i'm like neither player would have gotten the knicks to a championship like it would have been nice to keep them but neither players transcended like neither player's going to get the knicks to the next level so i'm like i don't understand it i just don't i don't either i i get it from both sides i really do it's like now we're trying to 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 fill that role and we might have to give up more than we want to to do it when we could have just maybe plugged it for a little while you understand? Like that—that's where where I'm coming from. It wasn't a big role. Um, maybe had embraced him or try to play towards his strength. Well, I don't think it was, and we didn't get much from him. So, what would have been the issue to keep hold on to him? Did that seem a little personal, and maybe like it might have the, the the relationship might have soured. They had to get, move on from him to 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 eliminate problems that may have. You know, uh, progressed. I'm, yeah, I'm so over the cam talk. And it will be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it too. Where they keep throwing it in the face, both sides, positive and negative. Just wish the people good on their journeys and yeah. love them from a distance, like I do. That's why I'm, I'm just muting <laughs> positive, negative. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I call it team sensible because they you got to be in the middle. Team yeah, sensible. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I agree with toxic. Sometimes I agree with positive. Um, but to me, the, what I can't agree with both of them is that they're extreme. Yeah, both of them. you can't not be positive. It's impossible to be positive or negative all the time. But, <laughs> so it's like you paint yourself in a corner and you name yourself positive or negative. I, I say they they watch the game with rose colored glasses. You paint yourself you know? in a corner. You're like, you like you 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 put yourself in positions to always be a liar mm-hmm. when you're always picking one side. Yes. So, I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> what do I? What do I know? I don't know. I don't know. I could. I, but we got a caller, guys. We got a caller. Oh yeah, yeah. We got Ron from Baltimore coming in the chat. Coming in. Wait, do I have my joint on? Hold on. That's how I do. Somebody That's said Obi got duck feet. <laughs> What? What's happening? <laughs> Hold on a second. Hey. 
I'm sorry. There we go. All right, Ron from Baltimore, do you hear us? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, Ron? Good to hear you, man. I'm just depressed, man. Oh. Depressed. I needed to call in. Oh, why are you depressed, man? I just, why did he take RJ out? When we cut it to seven, like, why? I don't understand. Like, IQ, RJ, Grimes, Hart, and Hartenstein, I thought they were flowing for a couple minutes there and cut that thing. And def- look, defensively, I'm not saying they were great either, but they were at least trying to close out. Like, I, I don't yeah. understand pulling RJ. Like, Brunson didn't have it tonight. So I kind of understand why you want Brunson back. Like, obviously, Brunson's our guy. But, like, why bring Randall back in? Did you got? I, I had a problem with that. Like, I, I don't – like, to me, we were flowing a little bit. And I'm happy for Grimes. Like, I don't think this is getting talked about enough. Like, I blame Grimes for the lack of aggression when he caught it in the starting lineup at times, when he throws it back to Randall. Like, I think Grimes does deserve some blame. But I am one – I'm of the opinion it was not all of Grimes' fault. Like, as much as I love Jalen Brunson, he deserves to hog the ball because he's so great as a scorer, like I'll give Brunson that, but he needs to get better with the passing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's hard to get rhythm with Randall because at least Brunson, when he makes his moves, when Brunson isos, Brunson at least is quick with the ISO. Okay. So like Randall is not quick with the ISO. Like I know he's trying and I, I, I've, I've learned to just live with it. It's a love hate thing. It's always going to be like that. But like mm-hmm. Randall tonight, He's just too slow with the moves. It's hard to get rhythm with him. And when he gets when he gets rid of the ball, it's not on target to guys. Like they have to like catch for it. And like I like um the nickname for Josh Hart um that you uh one of your uh panel members uh gave him. I, I agree with it. Like is he, he saves us out of trouble. I'm just frustrated. Like I get it, the defense is the problem, like we're giving up way too many points and we'll get back to that. But like I don't think people are talking enough about how Grimes didn't get rhythm. It's some of that falls on the players that he was playing with. Yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. I'm frustrated, but listen, man, you welcome. First of all, thank you for the call. Uh, no problem. I, I, I feel thank like everybody on this Yeah, I feel like everybody on this panel have said some version of what you said tonight or even throughout this season. We've talked about. The, the, the notion that Grimes isn't touching the ball enough. We've also touched on the, the notion that Grimes is not aggressive. Um, and it is partially both reasons. Like, today was a great example. Dante DeVincenzo had six shots today. Uh, Grimes had ten. Right, right. But, like, also, like, do you guys agree? Like, I'm not saying Mitch is ever going to be great, like, offensively, too. Like, I get that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy and quickly is not the greatest passer either, but he tries. But like when the ball flows, I don't know. I feel like Mitch could do more if we just find him more. Like it just, I don't, I think people, Mitch gets a bad rap too, but like we don't, yes. we're just asking him to do basic stuff. So like, I think Brunson is trying, he's trying to get better at the point guard stuff, but I, I at least respect Brunson like when he does the ISOs because he goes quick with it. And you could still, you can always win with a guy like Brunson if he gets the right help. I just don't think we have a good enough ball movers quicker with the Randall thing. RJ, I think you can win with RJ, but we need somebody else in here. And I hate to say it because I don't want to pile on Randall. I just don't think he's the answer, but um, I get it. We played the two best teams and I'm, I'm mad right now, but 
that's all I got. I don't, I don't want to take the whole shot. I'm just I impressed, but I'll, I'll continue to listen to you guys. Thank I you. Hate. Call. appreciate you. Appreciate you, all man. Right. Great call. Yeah. Great call. I like the point about the differences in ISO between Randall and Brunson, where Brunson moves the ball. He makes the moves a lot quicker than Randall does. And it makes it puts more pressure on the shooters and the offense to get going when you're taking up like 10 seconds an ISO and then moving the ball later. Um, I really like that point. Um, but yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah. And I see Adam Silva's catching strays in the chat. <laughs> That's my type of talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to potentially get get be in the NBA, I guess, right? In, in media. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll say I Adam mean, Silver's a bum. I didn't mean that oh, a lot. Man. <laughs> I didn't mean that a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm fibbing. I didn't mean it a lot. I, I can't even fuck. I, I, I don't. You're a liar. I, I think he's more for entertainment value. Um, what? And, and doesn't protect the integrity of the actual quality of game. Hundred percent. I I knew I noticed that when you took out the take foul because people said, "Imagine the dunks we can get." That's a smart defensive play. Why would I give you an open dunk? That is. How are you going to penalize me for a smart defensive play? Because you want to see flashy dunks. That's not basketball. Mm. That, <laughs> that man suspended Kyrie Irving, but yet Miles Bridges out here dunking the basketball for the Charlotte. Bobcats, yes. nah, bro. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and Josh Giggity is still yeah. practicing and playing, still playing all of his games. <laughs> but yeah, Whew. good call. Uh, Adam Silver calls some strays out of nowhere. Uh, oh, I was, <laughs> I want to say about the random tips. Seem like every time we go on a run, he the he he has to put in random. It's been like that for a while now. Every time we seem to come back or try to come from a run, it's like, oh, it's Randall time. <laughs> it's yeah, Randall yeah. time now. Yeah, I wish we. I think we should just close with the with the second unit. That's what I think for mm. sure. And for sure, Mitch needs to be more offensive minded. But in reality, he does not get the ball. He does not get the lobs enough. Brunson does not. Brunson, he's not good at throwing lobs. It's just, it's just not his. That's not his ministry. Right. <laughs> he needs help. He needs yeah. Help. Um, thing. Adam Silver said he a Nick fan, but I can't tell by the schedule. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, that is a hold on. That is a great. That is a great comment. It is. <laughs> it really oh, is. That is a great comment. Can we, man? In the show and get to the bro picks, but and you know another thing too, it's kind of amazing because he is a Knicks fan, but yet one of these drives he could have given us a damn number one pick. He could have rigged it off. That's okay. Changing rules on us, right? You know what it is. You know, you know when you overcompensate. You know, like the dad is the coach, and he's coaching his son, and he's like, oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna give him favoritism, and he's just like harder on him. And he makes him more run more. I feel like that's what he's doing. He's like, I love the Knicks, but they never do. <laughs> he's like, you're gonna play the Celtics five times and so the Bucks. It's like, and you're gonna play the first three months all on the road. It's like, come on, man. 
And, and if it's not back to back, it's going to be back to back games. If not back to back days, it's going to be back to back games. So you hit, you're going to play Milwaukee. Then I'm going to give you some days off so they don't think it's, you know, I'm picking on exactly. you. And then here you go, Boston, right? Bam. <laughs> Bam. Damn, Adam. Like, really? Gee. Whew. All it's, right, man. It's all right. Yo, do we? It's all right. That just me. we going to have a weaker schedule uh, at the end. Yeah, we're going to be running them off. We're going to 10 or 20 in a row. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Get these back. All home games against away. bottom feeders in the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. Any, any bro picks today? Any bro picks? Hmm. Well, last. Might as well have did Adam Silver. Now, nah, go ahead, Ryan. I know you got. <laughs> I'm gonna play. introduce him for the, for the new people. If we have someone, we introduce it because I don't know who's new, who's not. Is Matt? I don't know who. If y'all, yeah, man, it's fifty. Y'all love talking. Hold on, shout out first of all before we begin to this. Shout out to the chat because y'all y'all holding it down. All right. It's, yep. There's fifty of y'all in the chat, and it's past midnight on a Friday. And y'all talking basketball at the KOT show. So after a loss. All right. So let's go. We love see everybody in the chat. Fritz, Nick right. Yak, Gamer Channel, Picks for Timmy. Uh, shout out to uh, Nick's RNYC, CAA affiliate. Shout out to you. Always sends me, always shows me love in different chats I'll be in. Cameron Goldberg, East Blue Drew, Manchild. Everybody. I don't know if I missed anybody. If I missed anybody. <laughs> Deras, Nick Yak, everybody, everybody in the chat who's rocking with us. I, I appreciate all you guys. Glamour, Glamour, I see you, Glamour, in the chat. Shout out to all you guys. All right. Yes, I do have a bra, though. Okay, hold on. Let me explain to the people, with the, just in case. If you're new, if you don't know, there's a tradition here on the KOT show for the bra picks. Bra picks are. <laughs> bra picks are. <laughs> I'm laughing at princess. The bro picks are the worst plays of the day in basketball, or it doesn't have to be that. It could be the worst plays of the week. It could be the Knicks game. It could be any other game. Also, it doesn't even have to be basketball related. It can be anything stupid, anything dumb that you want to call out, and you explain what happens, and we hit that. Bruh. All right? Those are the bro picks. Cool. Ryan G. Well... I'll say this. Fritz pretty much stole my bra because he mentioned it in the, in the chat. Oh, my God. I my get... bra goes to Zion and the Pelicans because a report came out earlier today where the Pelicans were telling Zion, watch your weight. Mm. And he does not listen. And that is what the report said. So my man is down is down here in New Orleans eating all the gumbo, <laughs> all the jambalaya, all the thoughts. All the Cajun food. <laughs> all the pole boys. Oh. And my man is made in shape to perform great for the Pelicans. Bruh. Did y'all see him bring the ball up every night? Someone said it looked like he had taken a shit. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on like a second. He was wearing a diaper, bro. I got you. Cu- Hold on, guys. Sorry, this is old. I did not expect to... <laughs> He like me. He looked like me running in the bathroom. I had three cups of coffee. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what video y'all are talking about. I am, bro. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, my I'm man looks stuffed. You know when you finish eating, he looked like that all the time. <laughs> stuffed. <laughs> 
Stuffed on fries and thoughts. Oh, <laughs> man. You, you know they have a weight, they have a weight clause in his contract. Uh, on the Supermatch extension? Yeah, like they there's in his contract that he, he he can't get paid a certain amount or he will, like a bonus if if he, you know, watches his weight, keeps his weight at a certain at a certain, you know, weight. I didn't know they could do that. Oh yeah. So you, can, you can put a con- you put anything little, in a contract. Yeah, I see. Hold on. Yo, here y'all, we go. Think, y'all think Zion trying to here eat his way go. out of New Orleans? I think so. And he's trying to get that value down. My oh man my Waddle. god, that baby stuff. Look at my man Waddle. He is Charles Barkley yeah. in the middle. Charles <laughs> <laughs> Barkley now. <laughs> it, 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 it's not even what it's my not man look at I'm gonna get there. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Get like, not even in his playing days. He looked like Charles Barkley today. Yeah. Right? He, he did. I think, <laughs> I think he in the wrong city. Uh, any New Orleans is it? You got to be a strong soul to say no to that. <laughs> say no to everything. It's all the sins in New yeah. Orleans. Facts. <laughs> I'm flashing back. He in the wrong playground. He, can, he has to be careful because he can really shorten his career. Yeah. And I remember there was a lot of people who were saying, I'm going to give everything for Zion Wilson. And, oh, you'd be crazy if you didn't trade for Zion. And I'm sitting here like, man, listen, that that part of you that wants it, that works hard, that goes to the gym, that's disciplined, you know, that part of you is sometimes it's in you from birth. Sometimes it can be learned. And sometimes it's just not in you. When it comes to Zion Williamson, I'm not sure where he is in the spectrum of that. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's in the spectrum. But so for, so for me, I would I would proceed with caution in any Zion talks because I don't really know what his heart is and what his dedication level is. Yeah, and when you're looking at the way he's looking right now, um, those thoughts are still remain. It's those thoughts to me are are still true. Uh, it would I would be and as much as frustrating as Randall is. There's one thing that Randall is not. If he's not fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That man, Randall stays in the gym. He's going to be in shape. If anything, he work, He might work too hard. Yeah. I, I think Zion, um, I, don't, I don't know. He, he's kind of giving me what I think of Wiggins. And I know, you know, Wiggins um, kind of made me change my tune when he went to Golden State. But I've always thought that Wiggins' heart wasn't in it, and I'm starting to think that maybe Zion's heart is not in 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 uh basketball itself. You know, um, that that you can't do, keep because I don't understand when he came back, he looked like he was well into shape. What did you yeah, do? Yeah, you pl- You're playing basketball. How did you get out of shape playing basketball? What is what are you doing? And soda cans and you're crazy. Remember when he was? I'm so confused. That is my my bad. I mean to say stripper, prostitute. <laughs> no, wait, no, it was a porn star. Porn star. Porn right? star. So he, he got, yeah. he liked the porn I'm mixing star. up my <laughs> sex worker. Yeah. Oh, boy, my, I, I made it from the Popeye's chicken. Yeah. Oh, he, he, can stay he, ain't, in the he ain't eating Popeye's. He eating the real deal in New Orleans. <laughs> exactly. Louisiana. Yes. That, that, the, over there, like they say, they say they like the seasonings have season. They yeah. don't play about food over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Zion one of my favorite either. food cities. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so he needs to be Definitely. careful. And I don't blame you. 
if you're looking at Zion and you're proceeding with caution in your mind about yeah. the trades with him. That's just me. Um, yeah, right. Right now, to me, Ingram is more like I would more want Ingram right now than Zion. Like Zion has to prove to me that he can at least stay in shape and keep his weight in check for me to really want to go after Zion. That's a fact. Absolute fact. I got I got a bro pick. Oh, what you got? Bro, I got I, I probably meant to probably do it last game, but it's not, it's not nobody Knicks, but it is basketball. Um, the Celtics and Brad Stevens for their gluttonous, gluttonous, gluttonous. Uh, talking about they gonna look to move in the trade deadline for what? Move what? What? What, 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 was, wow. what do you need? Gluttonous. So, yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the report. That's just greedy. The basketball gods shouldn't should not bless them. <laughs> they being gluttonous. That's you know how that go. Mm -mm. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now what the exact report was. They're gonna pay somebody the, the low mid level, not even middle level. From Shan's mouth, it says they expect the Celtics to be an act to be active in trade market as we get closer to February. Oh my so they God. still looking to make moves. Wow. That to me that that's that's the crazy. You might make one move and mess up your whole chemistry. Look at look at the Clippers. I'm gonna keep saying that. Wait, Ebony, if that's the case, let's hope they do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They mess up the chemistry. Mess it up. Well, well they they Derek mess up your chemistry. You know they what I mean? They deserve it. Derek was that's that's just crazy. I wouldn't mess with that team. Trade you haven't fallen in for Derek. Somebody needs to take Evan Rope for you. What about Golden State? They don't need no another. They need another shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about how about you give us one of your youth? Exactly. <laughs> well, Kaminga is playing Kuminga. again. Okay, yeah, Kuminga. but he's playing again. He had a good game, so it might he, he might have played his way back into the rotation. He did. Yeah, I don't know. So, Another bro pick. Okay. Okay. What you got? My bro pick is on Tom Thibodeau. The spit fat L is is one hundred percent on you, bro. Bruh. And uh, I've given you a lot of props this season, but you choked this one away. You've been choking important games away. You've been choking national, national televised games away. And if Jalen Brunson's out for an incident amount of time, bruh, it's like, bruh, in all caps, if you had your starters out there and you risked injury with 25, 20 seconds left in the game, that was a really stupid decision making on his part. And we've seen him do it before. I mean, it's like the ghost and the specter of Derrick Rose was in full effect with Jalen Brunson out there uh, possibly injuring his leg. I'm not going to say what I, ho I hope it isn't, but knock on wood, it's a minor injury and he's back in, in action. Uh, I also want to start a new segment. I read a lot oh. and I want to share the books that I, I read with y'all on good recommendations because I got a doozy today, man. I'm going to start this off the right way. All right. I got Black, you know, see this? Black Paper, Teju Cole. My man is a Guggenheim fellow. fellow. He's a professor at Harvard. He's one of the smartest people in the United States, African-American writer, he's a curator, he's an artist, he's a thinker, and he's, he's probably the best essayist right now in the United States. A man's won a ton of awards. Uh, Open City is, was his first novel, came out three years ago. He just came out with a book of essays on the color black, and the color black specifically in contemporary art, but most importantly, blackness in America, and also importantly, blackness in the political spectrum and how the African-American community has been overlooked uh, bamboozle hoodwink to use JLS's terms. That's uh, not my term. That is Mr. Malcolm. <laughs> That's Malcolm X. By both political parties, but also just in, in general, the struggles of the African American race in conjunction with the color black and how black is seen in, in American politics. It's a brilliant book, incredible essays, essays on everything from Caravaggio, 
uh, to modern TV and just have a tower black plays and all of that, including fashion. So I recommend, highly recommend this. It's what I'm reading right now on my coffee in the morning. Go check this out. Teju Toll, great writer. Interesting, interesting. All right, all right, Lee. Lee's book club recommendations. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I love reading, so I would definitely get that. That's we're going to so. have Lee's book club recommendations. We're going to have Jay Ellis and Ebony's uh, anime recommendations. And we're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Ryan G's yeah. soccer breakdowns. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to say my the, only fans recommendation too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you Khalifa, uh, baby, let's go! Lee's going to reveal the only fans roster. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the roster Tibbs is taking. Lee Escobedo's top five only fans. Bang for your buck. <laughs> Bang for your buck. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, oh man. no, I was looking at DeRoss. He said the Tibbs is tanking. <laughs> Yo, <he's stupid>. oh. <laughs> Yo, you know what about Jalen Brunson, though? I think I don't think he's gonna be serious because the, he was able to put a little bit more pressure on it as as it looks scary because he wasn't able to walk for a second. But I think I think it'll be fine. Because it looks like he's able to put a little bit more pressure on it. So hopefully he'll be he'll be back. He got two games off. I, I, yeah, I was it's scared, like a three but then I seen that he stepped, he stepped on the foot made me feel better. Yeah. Yeah, because those non-contact injuries are the scary ones. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That was my fear. But he stepped that on somebody's bad. foot, and I was like, okay. Yeah, I breathed a sigh of relief. I did. Man. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, man. Good show, guys. Good show, guys. Good show. Great show. Yeah. Ooh, I need this one. I, man, y'all know. I have. Rough week, rough year, but I had a rough week, so oof. Yeah. me too. <laughs> but good show, guys. Um, that is our show, of course. Uh, thank you guys for watching, uh, and joining our book club. <laughs> if you like this channel, hit the like, subscribe button. Um, man, y'all really like this episode because tension keeps going up. So please, if you still up, hit that like and subscribe. And we'll be back each and every post game. Next game will be two games versus the Raptors. All right? Yep. All right. So that is our show. Um, yeah, Lee, I don't know where I can find you. Who's first? Uh, go ahead, Lee. Yeah, we got 44 watching, 44 lights. Shout out Fritz. He's always in there trying to get the lights up. I see you, my man. And Nitsiak, what the hell are you talking about Snowflake Book Club, bro? I can't even know I have, I have a book about after American culture about being a snowflake. That's a whack-ass comment, man. I hope someone smacks you where you are. <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter. <laughs> find me on Twitter at underscore Lee Estabito. I just got into a great debate with Uncle Fulio. Me and my guy got into a great debate about DeMar DeRozan. Go check that out on my threads. Uh, great back and forth. Shout out Uncle Fulio. I disagree with every single thing you say and think, but I love debating you. <laughs> Fuyo and NBK over there. <laughs> right, only, Lee. only Lee. You can find me here every post game. You can also find me uh um every pregame on X at uh, yeah, your yeah. take Knicks. We do the pregames. Uh, so if you ever want to come give your take, find me there. Definitely. For sure, yeah. for sure. Definitely uh check out the pregames over there. Um and um yeah. Ryan G, let me know what can find you. I'm getting tired. My brain, brain's blanking. <laughs> you can 
find me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at Ryan G K O T. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. So G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. That's right. Uh, you also find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Naked Time Show on Instagram, and the Naked Time Show on Facebook as well. And I hope you enjoyed the program. Yeah, that is our show. Thank you guys for watching. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. That's out here in these next YouTube streets. That's the show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,